So the first episode of Loki has gone up on Disney Plus. Glorious purpose. And I don't want to give anything away, but if you didn't think Tom Hiddleston was a treasure in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then I don't think you've been paying attention. I really don't, because he is fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. The show is really interesting and gives us a lot to think about. Loki may not be the show I expected, but at least from this first glimpse, it's the show I really wanted. So let's talk about it on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello, hello, my leaders. How are you doing today? This is an interesting day to be doing a podcast for so many reasons. My name is Charlie, and welcome back, or hello if this is your first episode. So, Disney Plus has released the first episode of Loki, and I keep hearing people say that, that they released episodes one and two. Maybe that was a glitch, or maybe that's what this was, a two-parter or something. I... I've been very confused about this, and I just don't really have the energy to examine it as closely as I want, and I'm just going to be open and honest with you. I've been going through a lot lately. My depression has been active and wild, so I can't tell you what a wonderful, marvelous release it was to have Loki, Tom Hiddleston, my glorious, glorious Tom Hiddleston, show up on my TV and make me laugh, make me smile, make me have all the feels. I needed it so bad. I needed it so much. And I feel like this is a show that is going to do some interesting things, not only for the MCU, but for the fandom. Because the one thing that I've been noticing a lot with the MCU shows that are being made for Disney Plus is that they are conversations with the fans. Whether that's intentional or not, we can have a debate about if you really want to, but I think it's fairly obvious that that's what they're doing. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're having a conversation about race and racial politics and who actually deserves to be what superhero, because that's been a major talking point in some segments of fandom that need to shut up. With WandaVision, they d did an interesting look into what it is like to escape from the traumas of day-to-day -day life into a fictitious fantasy world, particularly that of the MCU and use it as your coping mechanism rather than actually dealing with the pain and trauma yourself. And here, with Loki, they seem to be doing something else. They seem to be arguing over continuity and its errors, or perceived errors. This seems to be a show that is going directly after all of the conversation about canon. 
we hear about the timekeepers, we hear about the timeline, the sacred timeline. And they are pulling up bones about it. There are those who seem to really believe in the all-holy sacred timeline. And then, of course, there's Loki, who doesn't believe in anything but himself. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. And how it actually has this conversation over time. Now, I try to be as spoiler-free as I can until I can't. And... Well, there are a lot of things in Loki I would like to talk about, but they will require some minor spoilers. We don't actually learn that much in episode one, so I wouldn't worry about it too much if you haven't seen it yet. But if you want to go in spoiler-free, watch the episode first, come back and finish the this episode, because, oh, I have so much to say about Loki. So, Loki takes up where we left off in Endgame. Loki has gotten his hands on the Tesseract because <laughs> the Hulk knocked it out of Tony Stark's hands. And now he's free, except for he's not. He runs into the timekeepers who reset the timeline. Meaning, like I suspected, the events of Avengers Endgame did not actually change the first Avengers movie in any way, shape, or form. The timeline was rectified, and the variant was taken out of it. After Loki is taken into the Time Variance Authority, the TVA, we then get the elaborate backstory. And, okay, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that really likes lore. I'm a huge lore fan. And so, yes, yes, I'm here for this. So we get to hear about how the timekeepers changed everything. Once upon a time, we are told, there were many, many, many timelines. And these timelines fought against each other, and they were terrible. And I got flashes of Battleworld. I got flashes of just all the different events and crossover events from all the different times the MCU has collapsed on itself. I'm sorry, the comics have collapsed on themselves, and it was great, and I, I I really liked the nod there. And then the timekeepers, including Fahey and the others. Oh wait, sorry, they weren't named. But the timekeepers came in and created the one true timeline, the sacred timeline, from which all truth flows. And then they created the TVA as the organization entrusted with keeping the flow of that sacred timeline. In other words, there can be no variance. There can be no multiverse. Well, this is a problem. And it's a problem for two reasons. One, we see events that make us question, and that's a whole other topic over to the side. But also, we know that these events are leading us into the multiverse of madness, right? Because this is the name of the next Doctor Strange movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, we are heading towards the multiverse. Plus, we know there is a multiverse because of Spider-Man. Now, 
In Far From Home, we learn that there is a multiverse, and we actually see the ramifications that the Timekeepers are afraid of. We see a person from that alternate universe coming to our universe to wreak havoc. So, now we have to put ourselves into this wonderful timey-wimeyness of any time travel show. This story is taking place all the way back during the first Avengers movie. Though we are told that time works differently in the TVA. So, okay, time works differently in the TVA, but we know that somehow, at some point, between the original Avengers movie, where Loki is taken out of the timeline, and Spider-Man Far From Home, the multiverse comes into existence. Or does it? See, this is where I feel like the lie is... I don't think the timekeepers are actually preventing a multiverse from coming into being. I think that they are trying to keep this timeline from diverging. And I think those are two very different things. I'm, I may be proven wrong about this, but I don't think that the characters that we met from Spider-Man Far From Home came from a timeline that diverged from ours. Now, this could completely prove me wrong, and I'm ready for that, because that's what making predictions about Marvel properties is all about, is getting proven wrong. I would be surprised if the end result of this show is the creation of the multiverse. Though it is Loki, and I can totally see that being a thing. I can completely see that becoming a thing where Loki creates the multiple timelines which lead to the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, which leads to Doctor Strange and the the Multiverse of Madness. That is 100% possible. That is completely within the realm of acceptable. But I think what we're going to learn is that the Time Variance Authority is either not good at its job or is lying about what its job actually is. So what is the TVA actually up to? I I think this is the main question that I am focusing on while watching Loki. Not so much what is Loki up to, because they like to have a bit of chaos with Loki, so... I have a feeling we're not going to get his true intentions until just later on. Just at some point when it's relevant to the plot, they will be revealed. But the TVA is a cult, maybe? And this is where I think everything is starting to fall apart for me, because there is such a cult compound nature to the way all of the members of the TVA act. It is disguised through the banality of, like, a DMV or a government bureaucracy, but the key difference here is the constant religious language they're using, whether it is talking about the all-secret timeline, the timekeepers who made all of this possible. There is an undercurrent of religious rhetoric through everything that they are saying and everything that they are doing. Which brings me to one of the most famous moments in all of Loki's Lokiness, 
And that is when he mouths off to the Hulk. The Hulk picks him up and smashes him repeatedly on the ground and says, puny god. Now, I, I highlight this because that moment, which is kind of like one of the most iconic signature Loki moments that I hear referenced all the time still to this day, that moment is not highlighted in the highlight reel of his life. It's not pointed out, it's not dwelled upon. Because this is a fresh moment. This is a moment that would be right in Loki's mind. It would be fresh. It would be right there. Especially because this is the Loki right during Avengers, right? So he would be thinking about that moment. When you're trying to break him down, again, going into the cult aspect of the TVA, they're definitely trying to break him down like you would see in a cult. They're showing him his many sins. They're showing him his future sins. They're showing him how he is a bad person. They're reading him into the cult. They're trying to make him emotionally dependent upon them. Yet, they do not bring up puny God. They do not bring this moment up. Why is that? Why is this not dwelled on? Why is this not one of the moments that's talked about? I think there are two possible reasons here. One, it would infuriate him too much and he would not go along with their goals, or it is to hide their own insecurities. If I'm right about the TVA and they are a functional cult, if they are acting in every way like a cult, you don't want to bring attention to the uh, inability of the gods to actually perform their tasks. You see, the actual focus of the TVA in their interrogation of Loki is, you keep saying you're the god of mischief. I, I look at this, I don't see mischief. I look at this, I don't see mischief. I look at this, I don't see mischief. You are not behaving in accordance to who you are as god of mischief. In a way, they're goading him into being more mischievous. That doesn't make sense. If their goal is what they're saying out loud to convert Loki into an agent for the TVA and to get him to help them fight the most villainous enemy that they have who's taking their agents out in mass why would you want to make him more mischievous I have a theory about that and we'll get to that in a minute but I think that they're not really bringing up the puny god thing because they know how weak their gods are, and they are deflecting. This all brings me to who the real villain is in the story. We have, again, the allusions to it being Mephisto at the very beginning of this, where the little girl points at the devil statue. It's the devil! And of course, in my heart of hearts, because I want the MCU to be as weird as it could possibly be, because I love that weirdness. I'm like, yes, please give me Mephisto. Give me the devil. Yes, let this be the one. 
And of course, later we are told that this isn't actually Mephisto, it's Loki, because you know Loki with the horns and whatnot. Okay. So we're told that Loki is the villain, though when we get the big hero reveal, that big moment where we see the villain, they are in a cloak and we cannot see their face. So the question is, is Loki the villain of Loki? Is Loki hunting Loki? Is this Loki la Loki? Is this, is this what's going on? Are, are we having Loki actually hunt down Loki? Well, if I'm right, what's actually going on is the TVA are the villains. Loki eventually figures out that the TVA are the villains, and Loki teams up with future past Loki teams up with future Loki to take down the TVA, which is going to open up access to all of the timelines, causing everything to go wild. The multiverse of madness, which needs to be solved by Doc Strange. I know, I know, I know. I said that the multiverse already existed, and I do believe that. But I don't think it's been branching as much as they're doing. I think the multiverse is much more of a bonsai tree than it is a wild bush. Do you get what I'm saying? The multiverse exists, but they are pruning it to the best of their ability to keep variants from occurring, to keep alternate universes from just spawning off willy-nilly, left, right, and center. And without the TVA, that's going to cause everything to go mad when Wanda finds her children in one of these other worlds. And that's going to cause all of the chaos, thus multiverse of madness, and that's where we're going with that. I think the TVA is the villain. I, I think Owen Wilson is actually playing the villain of the series. I think he is the bad guy. I think he is someone who has shown himself to be obsessed with Loki. I think there's a good chance that the Loki that Loki is hunting is actually Owen Wilson cosplaying as a Loki. And that we're going to find out that they are the true villain. That 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 the TVA is bad. It has driven one of their own agents insane. That insanity is manifesting in him mocking his idol, the god of mischief, becoming the god of mischief, and taking down the TVA as fast as he can. Remember, time works differently in the TVA, so it would be possible for him to appear to be there while he is also out somewhere doing other kinds of random madness because timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly bits. I think that's where we're headed. I think that's the story that we're getting, and that Loki is going to have a very much a Highlander. There can only be one god of mischief. And we're going to end up having some sort of mischief off between the two that's going to end in some kind of an epic battle between them. And Loki is going to be vindicated and spun off into his own universe. Though I really want this to be the first of many seasons and Loki being the Doctor Who of the MCU. I am totally here for that. Please let that happen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Or we're going to end with this Loki dying. And thus restoring what we know that Loki is no longer with us. Though, I think it would be interesting to have that Loki come back as himself. I will say that we, at least from my perspective and point of view, are living in a world that no longer has the TVA. We have to be there or Endgame cannot happen. Endgame 
is a problem from the point of view and perspective of the TVA existing. Because we know alternate Gamora gets brought into our timeline and escapes, we know that Thanos invades our timeline from the past, so it's kind of a loop-de-loop, and they did not step in to stop that invasion. Now, we can always use the argument that they use that it was meant to happen, but that's a weak argument, and I don't... I I think they have something up their sleeves. There's a card up that sleeve that we have not seen yet. So what does all this mean for the future of the MCU? Well, I think that is an ecumenical matter. (laughs) And I, I hate to be like that. I hate to be that person because I'm making some pretty bold pronouncements in this episode. I am being very clear with where I think and I feel that the story is going and where I think and I feel that they are going to be taking these characters. The problem is I don't know how they're going to end it. I'm very sure that the TVA in some way, shape, or form is either going to be extremely hampered or damaged or just completely taken out by the end of Loki. Because, and this is is just because, we have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming up. I I cannot deal with the incongruency in my head that they did not stop the events of Spider-Man Far From Home. And then we're going to have an entire movie dedicated to the multiverse. That that just that doesn't sit well with me. If we're not going to actually deal with these characters in an honest and upfront way. Plus, we've already gotten other confirmations that there is a multiverse with Doc Strange, because you know Dormammu is in a parallel universe who is devouring parallel universes. So we know. <laughs> We know that we know that we know that we know that parallel universes exist. Dormammu has been doing this for quite some time, and thus at least Dormammu's universe and the ones that he has consumed have existed. And this is the problem with trying to take any of this at face value, especially as a fan, because Deep down inside, I want to start drawing from the comics, and I want to start looking at how plot lines like this have been revealed in the past, how they've been resolved in the past. But when it comes to the MCU, if we've learned anything, past is not prologue. If it did not occur, if it did not happen, if it did not take place within the MCU itself, it's not even Legends in a Star Wars sense. It's just a draft that existed somewhere out there in the universe, and we can say that it happened on some other plane of the multiverse, but it is not the one that we are inhabiting here. I really don't think that there is a lot that we can draw from the comics here. We have met the love entrance in... Ah, love entrance. Let me say that again. We have met the love interest, so I did not pronounce that properly, of King the Conqueror in this in, in this first episode. We know that King is going to be one of the villains that we are going to be meeting in the MCU. He's been cast. We know who's playing him. That is going to be a thing that happens. Does that have anything to do with this? And see, this is where we as fans get ourselves into trouble. We start looking for connections. We start looking for all of this connective tissue 
which makes Marvel very happy and makes the mouse ecstatic. Because the more we talk about it, the more people are going to be interested in it, and the more people are interested in it, the more people are going to go see it. And I definitely think people should watch Loki. It was very entertaining, and I absolutely enjoyed it. The problem is, they are doing everything in their power to short-circuit all of our plans. They don't want us to have figured out what is happening. They don't want us to be able to figure out what's going on. So they are putting in enough red herrings, enough hints and allusions to the comics to completely drive us wild, to make us think that we know what's going on when we actually don't, so that we don't see the actual story that they're trying to tell because they're distracting us with ooh shiny over there. Having said that, and this is where the whole three-dimensional chess falls apart, the most brilliant thing for them to do at this point would be to actually start taking some of the comic stories seriously and putting them in for more or less verbatim. Because that would surprise us more than anything. The closer something aligns to something that we think we know of from the, the comics, the less likely we are to assume that that's the way it's going to work out because we have seen it be a red herring so much in the past. And now we fall into our infinite loop. But they know that we're going to react that way, so they're probably going to do it that way anyway, unless they're just trying to confuse us and drive us off course, and then they're going to do something else. And around, and around, and around we go. I love this show. I love it for the acting, the set pieces, just everything about it. It's beautiful, it's fun, it's entertaining. It, it's everything that I wanted in a Loki show so far. And that, to me, is the most seductive trap of it. It's got me to put my guard down. Vision did this too, in a way that Falcon and the Winter Soldier just wasn't able to. I, I You could see what they were doing. They were very particular with choosing the Flag Smasher for the villain and all that, right? You could really see where they were going. I can't, for the life of me, figure out exactly where they're going with this. Because I feel like this is a crucial moment for the MCU. And what we are seeing written out on screen is the internal debate over whether or not there should be a single unified timeline or a bunch of stories out there just being entertaining and just following their own course of events. And I think we're watching that timeline play out. And I'm not opposed to that. I'm not against that. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad way to go. But... The, one of the main selling points of the MCU was how everything fit together. That's the magic of Endgame. How much gets paid off in there. How much it's enriched by having seen everything that led up to that moment. And that's the real question. Are they willing to sacrifice that in order to do more things? Now, I, I think there's a clear answer to this, and I think it's a yes. So what I think we might end up seeing is 
a shattering of the MCU down lines that we had heard before. I think we're going to end up having the cosmic MCU and we're going to have the more down to earth MCU and movies like Doc Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man No Way Home and Loki are all parts of this story that they're all setting us up and getting us ready for the dark universe to come into being for the cosmic universe to come into being and for the standard superhero verse to come into being because I don't think they have faith that a mainstream audience will accept vampires like blade and heroes like captain America existing in the same world. I think they felt it was a stretch to have wizards because you can see this every time Doc Strange shows up. And so this is going to be the dividing line. They're going to break the MCU up into constituent parts that are going to continue down the line that we've talked about. So we're going to see all of our magical, mystical creatures go off on one timeline that you can watch all of that. We're going to see our mainline superheroes go down the middle and we're going to see our cosmic superheroes go off on their own adventures. That these three paths are going to be the paths forward, which will allow them to A, do more movies that they don't have to worry about necessarily competing with each other because they have separate audiences that will overlap, but not necessarily be the same thing. And that will inform their audience right as they go into it. Hey, if you're not down for vampires, don't watch this movie. I think that's where we're headed. I think that's where we're going. And I think that's what the multitude multitude of multiverses is going to look like. I think they're also setting us up for something with the Spider-Verse and all the madness that we're going to see there. But that's my feels. And I don't know. I might be right. I might be wrong. I would love to hear from you. Let me know. Hit me up on social media. I am C.E. Dorset on Twitter and Instagram. I, I would love to know what you think about this. Alrighty. Well, that, that that's the glorious purpose of Loki. It, it was a wonderful, wonderful episode that gave me a lot to think about. Let me know what you think. And yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. <sighs> Until next time. Remember, we live in a nightmare hellscape that is not going to get better if we don't actively try to make it better. So, remember, only we can stop Asian hate. Only we can remind those who do not want to remember that Black Lives Matter, that Black Lives Matter, that Black Trans Lives Matter, and that trans identities are magic. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.